The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Pure. The Pure app lets awesome people have casual sex tonight. Download Pure on Google Play or the App Store. Pure, the hookup app that says it's a hookup app. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey there, you shark-toothed cocksuckers and baby hands body rubbers. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. I can't say all of that. I have weak lungs. Okay, hi everyone. How you doing? If you're new to my podcast, this is a show where I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. Well, this week's special guest is not uh, one of my former flames. He's a fellow stand-up comedian, Will Miles, but he also hosts an interesting podcast called Hopefully We Don't Break Up, which he co-hosts with his girlfriend. That's a risk many people are not willing to take. Uh, And I can't wait to tell you more about Will in a little bit. But first, show dates, people. Show dates. Okay, tonight, June 28th, I'm at the Creek in the Cave at the 8 p.m. show. In Long Island City, Queens. July 17th, I'm at Stand Up New York on panel for The Great Love Debate. It's a fun little panel show uh, hosted by Brian Howie, does a podcast of the same name. Then July 30th, yo, Connecticut. July in parts of Massachusetts. July 30th, I'm going to be at Comics at Mohegan Sun. Yes, coming on back to Mohegan Sun. Um, you can see... More information about those show dates and others at manorpod.com slash comedy. Let's get to your messages. Uh, I got this one message from Samantha. She says, I don't know if this is an appropriate place to ask for your advice, but I'm new and would like a man's perspective. I've been hooking up with a guy for a while and he's really good in bed, but he doesn't stay down for very long before fucking me. And he's really good at it. So I want him to stay going down on me longer since it's my favorite thing on the planet. What can I do besides push his head back down? Which is funny because I said I responded with, you know what I'm going to tell you, right? And she said, push his head back down. (laughs) Uh, uh, No, this will be the, uh, the, the quickest piece of advice I've ever given. Use your words. Just tell him, just be like, hey, can you... Eat me out longer, please. I fucking love it. It's my favorite thing on the planet. And it might help if you actually use that phrase, uh, my favorite thing on the planet, because you can feel that that fragile male ego of his, right? So, yeah, that's it. That's all. I mean, I, we, we, I bring this up on the podcast uh, this week, but, you know, communicate, I think, is the most common answer to to any fucking email I get. Before you email me, ask yourself... What if I just communicated? Am I communicating? If you are and it's still an issue, you know, shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. Uh, I want to also say thank you to Charlie. Thanks for the socks, buddy. Uh, you, you send me all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I, when I got back from, the, from San Francisco and from Texas, you know, I got home at like fucking 3 a.m. and there was a package waiting for me. And I opened it up and there's all sort of sorts of little sparkly things and, and little packing cute doodads. 
and uh, but also a pair of fancy socks from some French company, Coco Zuzette. But they're booby socks. The socks just have boobs on them. Uh, <laughs> these look like you're supposed to wear them on your hands as some sort of feminist march. Uh, but I, thank you, sir. I I always love your presence. Love them. Okay, so as you all know, I uh, I am a bit of a sexual tourist, and I think I'm the only person. I think I must be the biggest promoter of using Craigslist for anonymous sex. I, I I can't I don't I can't recall anyone who promotes using Craigslist as much as I do. I also promote using uh, the Pure app. Okay, remember they sponsor. Go sign up. It's a it's a good thing. It's also a little less creepy than Craigslist. I'll, I'll give them that. But I do enjoy uh, the type of Craigslist ads you can find. So as soon as I got back from from being out of town, I obviously was like, well, let's see what New York's up to. And I found an ad that I just fell in love with, and I want to read it to you. As a great example of an in-depth, involved, well-thought-out Craigslist ad written by uh, the woman, mind you. It's a, it's an MW for MAD. Of course, that means man, woman for a man. Typically, that means just some couple looking for a dude to join on in. It's titled Sex Play in Three Acts. You will join us at our comfortable home on a Saturday evening and spend the night with us. My partner, the male, and I, the woman, with this sensual woman's voice I've given her, uh, both in our 30s, good-looking, sexy, kinky, white, are looking for another handsome guy to join us in our extended rough play. We go for hours and love to push boundaries. He has a swimmer's body, an epic cock, and is tall. I am skinny with a great ass and somewhat petite. Act 1. You will masturbate and edge yourself while giving us instructions. You'll be the scriptwriter, director, and editor. Afterwards, we will all go to sleep in our king-sized bed until... Act 2! I gently wake you up in the middle of the night by caressing your dickhead with my skilled tongue, at which point you will have permission to take me any way you like while my partner watches us. We have a special drawer filled with chokers, leashes, nipple clamps, restraints, floggers, gags, blindfolds, vibrators, beads, anal plugs, and so on, which I truly hope you will use on me like a true slut deserves all three of my holes will be yours. And then, Act Three! The denouement, as they sometimes call it. Our depraved play will conclude in a delicious threesome with a focus on me served for breakfast on Sunday morning. Which really gives a, a whole new meaning to uh, easy like a Sunday morning. Uh... <laughs> Uh, all you need to bring is a dirty mind, filthy mouth, huge cock, and lots of stamina. And scene. What an ad, people. It's got all the things I like. It's involved. It's full. 
It's not three or four sentences. You can tell this person thought out the encounter. It's imaginative. It's actually taken something that's not all too wild and crazy, but has now presented it in such a wild, crazy, and fun-fueled way. Uh, and, and again, there's a novelty aspect to it to me where I'm like, can't say I've ever done a sex play act, a sex play in like three acts before. So, you know, that seems interesting. And so those are the things that go in to a good Craigslist ad, people. Not to mention they also specify things that they want, like they want a non-smoker, athletic body, they had an age range in mind, uh, they, they emphasized again they want someone well hung, which you know, well hung is such an ambiguous term, I don't know what that is, give me a number, people. So, so yeah, that's my, <laughs> that's my Craigslist deep dive for the day. Um, as we all know, man, Horcon tickets are on sale. Uh, tickets are starting to be sold. People are st- seem to be excited, uh, according to emails I'm getting, <laughs> and I am excited too. But uh, but why am I doing man, Horcon? It's because this podcast wouldn't be what it is without you fans showing up week in and week out. Similarly, man, Horcon can't happen. Without you showing up. Otherwise, it's just me uh, crying alone in a corner. I want this weekend to be a celebration of you and the fan whore community we have built together. Man Whore Con is a weekend of events, hanging out with other listeners, and of course, yours truly. I love, love, love interacting with you people. I mean, I love waking up to your emails and your tweets. I I love opening your packages in the mail. I mentioned meeting Chris at my New York Comedy Club show last week. That's my fucking favorite. I take it as the highest compliment when someone pledges money to my Patreon or buys a ticket to see me perform. Chris happens to do both. And I am super excited to meet those of you who come out to New York City for ManhorCon this October. And I can't wait to get to know the super fans who have made this podcast such a success over the years. Uh, members of our secret Patreon Facebook group, The Champagne Room, are already getting hyped up for the weekend. Uh, because it's not just about hanging out with me, but it's also about meeting the other awesome weirdos who listen to The Life and Times of Billy's Penis. I've got some super fun events lined up that I'm going to announce over the course of the summer. So far, you know we're doing a group tour of the Museum of Sex and a live Man Whore podcast show. So take advantage of the super early bird ticket price of $47.50 before prices go up on August 1st. Visit manwhorepod.com slash tickets to get on that right now. And of course, if you don't want to go to the entire weekend and you just want to go to the live taping, you can also attend that for just $20. You want you can get your tickets uh, at the same place. Uh, and I'm excited for this week's episode with Will Miles, fellow stand-up comedian. Uh, again, he hosts a podcast with his girlfriend, also a comedian, uh, called Hopefully We Don't Break Up. And they just, they talk to other couples. Actually, Andrew Sparksfire and his wife, Beth, the I like to call the king and queen of Hacienda, they're on the podcast. So if you want to learn more about Hacienda, that's a, that's a good episode to check out. 
But I had Will over uh, to talk about a variety of things. I mean, he's in his 30s, so we talk a little bit about the difference between dating in your 20s versus your 30s. Talk about having kids and sex, our sex worker experiences and paying for your porn. And then towards the end, you know, we got to some cool stuff about being inclusive in stand-up comedy and how, you know, you the social justice terminology doesn't necessarily have to ruin an act and uh how will believes that a small gesture of using the right term can uh can help an audience member not feel excluded which i thought was really uh fun and interesting it's not necessarily the take you hear from comedians on podcasts terribly often right so i hope you guys enjoy this uh this week's show so let's get to me with Will Miles. It's crazy the difference between 28 and 21. Yeah. Or like even 24. My girlfriend's tw- uh, 24 and I am 28. Yeah. And just the, again, age-wise, it's not, it doesn't seem Four huge. Four years, yeah, that's it. But it's massive in terms of life experience. It's so much. Yeah, It's like, it's insane. I'm 34 and I just remember, I feel way different than I did at 32 even. So I'm like, oh, man, is this going to keep happening? Where I feel like, oh, man, I was. there's so many things I didn't know that I thought I knew at 32. Because you say that in your 20s all the time. And then you're like, yeah, all right, now that I'm 30, I got to figure it out. And then every year of the 30s has been like, oh, I learned something I didn't know last year. <laughs> what, what's the difference between like you in your mid to late 20s and you now in your mid 30s? Oh, man. So in in much. terms of, let's say, let's keep it to sex and dating. Sex and dating, uh, mid twenties. Yeah, I, I didn't. I was theoretically an asshole. <laughs> oh shit! Me In too. theory, yeah. I'm glad to know that's a normal, universal mid twenties. Exactly, good. where it's like, <laughs> all right, I might lead a few people on right now, knowing I'm just fucking them. Uh, but I'll never outright say we're not in a relationship. I'll never say we're we're in one. But I'm just being an asshole about it. I could be obviously more definitive about what we're doing. That's my mid twenties, and now it's like, look, I'm uh, just with one person, and I am, I'm so exhausted at the idea of even trying to fuck around on her. <laughs> it's like, oh god, even even talking to another woman emotionally probably would be like, oh god, just I, I'd rather <laughs> like the times I'm not around my girlfriend, I'm I would rather be alone. <laughs> I think that's an age thing. Yeah. Where it's like, I used to want to be like, if it was a girl I was hooking up with and I wasn't, she was like went out of town or something, I'd be like, all right, who can I fuck now? Like, who's out there who I've been seeing where I'm like, yeah, I could fuck them. But now it's like, oh, maybe I can get some of this writing done I've had backed <laughs> up. for. <laughs> you know, for me, it's food. Me, it's like, sometimes oh, yeah. it's like, I could go to this Craigslist gangbang or... I could get like a whole bunch of pizza and some fried chicken because I haven't had it in a few days. Like, yep, yeah. And, I, and now I'm starting to choose. Like, I got to catch up on the wire. Like, it's... yeah. <laughs> There's so much other good stuff out there. I had no idea about <laughs> in my mid twenties. Uh, Pasta, yeah. <laughs> so many great carbs. Oh, such good there. carbs. Yeah. Sandwiches, yeah. I've never tried before. Yeah. Well, this is a good time to say I'm here with uh, stand-up comedian Will Miles, hey, uh, hey. also a co-host of the Hopefully We Don't Break Up podcast. Yeah. Which is a hilarious name, <laughs> which you host with your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, Julia, Julia Rossi. Yep. Yeah, another comedian. Wow, that's a great title, right? It's <laughs> a risky title, super risky, especially if you break up like week two. 
Podcast done. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, everybody. Two episodes is all you get. Oh man, we we that show title came up because we were in L.A. at a show talking about like, oh yeah, we're about to do a podcast, and then this dude was like, well, hopefully you don't, hopefully you don't break up. And we were like, that's, that's it. it. That's the title right there. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And we had only been dating for like a year, maybe at that point. So you've been doing the podcast for like two years now? I think two years now. We've got about, I think we were hitting 70, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah a year and a half, maybe. Okay. Like that. Yeah, yeah. About a, like last December, I think. So that's like a year and a half. Yeah. Did I tell you what the premise of my show is typically? You talk to exes, right? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. And like, what it. I can imagine doing that because it's like, well, if it's not good, that's one and you're gone. <laughs> I don't have to have you back. Yeah. But what's it like podcasting with your current girlfriend? Every, I know, right? Every week. It's fun because sometimes there are people that are exes on there. Like ex in New York just means it, you might have had sex once. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like sometimes. But uh, so we've had some of them on there, but the, in their new relationships, it's kind of a fun thing to talk to them about what makes it work and why we obviously didn't work while my girlfriend's there also asking questions. Right. It's kind of cool. And while their new boyfriend is there or sometimes girlfriend, uh, <laughs> in which case it's like, has, oh, that yeah. been, has that happened to you a lot? Uh, I've had a lot of women leave me for women. I've had three, which seems like a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> Did that, does that take a toll on you or do you, are you like very cool and accepting of it? I mean, it's cool. Yeah. It's there's even one of my best friends now has a girlfriend and, uh, and she's nobody's surprised. It's like, oh yeah, cool. It's like I, I'm not gonna. She doesn't want to be labeled. We're like, yeah, yeah, no. This just makes sense in the flow of your life. Where because well, like, some people like <laughs> take an ego thing to be like, oh my gosh, like there's that whole trope of like, oh my god, she left him for a chick. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. His dick must have been horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like that. No, I mean, yeah, I don't care. It's like everybody's different. It's all about connections. And the, and the premise of your podcast is like, so you and your girlfriend, Julia, you guys talk to another couple yeah. every episode, right? Another couple, see what makes it work for them. Because our thing is like, oh, yeah, there's no, there's really no good relationship advice. There's just what works for individuals. And so right. That's why we just talk to other individuals. About there's it. no, uni there's little universal shit. Yeah. There's very few. Every question I get, like if somebody emails me for advice, I feel like the answer is always, one of the same like three things yeah. like communication is probably the answer to most of the i think that's probably number one if you there's know? anything i learned from interviewing all these people it's like oh yeah talk to each other is the main thing yeah <laughs> yeah it seems so scary to people apparently yeah I'll, I'll, I'll be like did you ask your like husband and she'd be like no why would i do that i was like i don't know because you're asking me why he hasn't fucked you in six months <laughs> yeah. maybe you should ask him i don't know yeah everybody would <laughs> rather speculate like do you know why he's not fucked me in six months it's like uh yeah <laughs> he's fucking somebody else i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah but have you seen any other uh you know like consistent trends or communication is definitely the most consistent also talking about the things you want for the future i'd say is a lot of things because a lot of people don't know even if their partner wants kids and it's like that's something that's important you well you at least want to be on the same page about it yeah of your like because me and my girl right now are very unsure about it but we're on the same page of being unsure about it where it's like we like our lives right now the kids we see are cool but it's like maybe but right now we're having fun and we get to leave town whenever yeah is that your stance for you two together? Both like individually, you're both unsure about kids. Individually. And then okay. together it just works that it's like we both think that same thing. Yeah. 
so, both be unsure together. Yeah, right. So yeah. that when the mistake happens, like, oh, this is both of our mistakes. Yep, exactly. Yeah. We both didn't plan this. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because like uh, my girlfriend, she's like 24, but she already knows she wants to be a mom. Oh, really? Yeah. She doesn't want to be a mom now. Yeah. Which I had yeah, to like yeah. make sure like, you know, first six months of dating when I learned that, I'm like, uh, this is anytime soon, right? Yeah. I'm a poor, I have five roommates, <laughs> 17, depending on the weekend, you know, like it's, I cannot afford my own life, let alone another. Right. Comedy um, is very difficult. But she's like very far in the future. You know, she wants to be a mom. And that's like a weird thing. Cause I'm like, I don't even know. Yeah. 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 Well, it's good to even be unsure, but it's good. I feel to, like. Yeah. But it's good to know that it's like far away. I can, yeah. yeah. I can just jump out of the car and do a barrel roll into the bushes yeah, yeah. Uh, if it comes up at the wrong time. <laughs> and there's also those moments where you get like a nice check and you're like, well, I could have kids. And yeah. then you spend that check and you're like, well, back to that thought of not having them. Yeah. <laughs> what about marriage? You guys into the idea of marriage or is that something that comes up? Because not only, you know, you've been dating three years, you know, you're in your 30s. Yeah. It's yeah. relevant. It's very relevant. I mean, I would like to, it's just a matter, that's another money thing, which my mom always tells me it's not about money. But I'm like, yeah, but I got like certain plans and ideas yeah. that I think I need money for to make this a reality. And uh, she's already been married before, so there's really not a lot of pressure coming has, from her. Has her ex-husband been on the podcast? The 100th episode he's supposed to be on. Oh, that's yeah. going to be great. <laughs> what a, that's enough of a reason to keep going if you're exactly. ever like, I don't know if we want to keep doing this show, but no, nah, we got to get to that one. Got to get to 100, interview your ex-husband. Yeah. We had dinner with him uh couple months ago and it was great so they're tight they're tight still yeah they're like they they were college sweethearts and so then they started dating in their 20s got married in their 20s and got divorced in their 20s are you friendly with them or yeah we were real cool okay. I, and he has he has kids now he's got two a son and a daughter and i was hanging out with him and his new wife and everything i was like oh this is a i feel like this is a very modern <laughs> very modern yeah. yeah right like look at relationships where like that new, like a new abc sitcom it's like yeah. a very um <laughs> That's a weird one, but um, I don't know. Like, how are how are you with your exes? I don't really have too many. I would say exes because I mean, there's a lot of women that I've hooked up with regularly for a couple years, but like one in particular, she moved to San Francisco and then got married. So we're still cool. We met, we both knew it was just fun. So that one, but that was two years of of us just like hooking up regularly. Yeah. But we both were pretty cool about it. There's one where I. I still sort of feel bad about it because we were in Chicago for three years, maybe four, of hooking up regularly, and I could tell she wanted to take it to the next step, but I part of, part of it was like, I know I'm moving to New York. There's no doubt about it. Mm. So there's no point in me settling down in Chicago. And that was a big part of it. But she's cool, and I mean, I hope she has a new boyfriend. We follow each other on Instagram, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. That's I, a way... I assume we're cool, right? I just got on Instagram. I don't know what the rules are of Instagram. <laughs> I don't know if that's a cool thing. or I don't know that. I still don't understand the sliding into DMs nonsense. Yeah, me either, really. Trying to figure it out, but... <laughs> I checked one day, and I had messages from people. I was like, I didn't even know Instagram had messages. <laughs> I was I like, know. what? <laughs> I've, hand, I've handed Instagram off to the intern, be like, you do it. I don't, yeah. I don't fucking want to. That is a um, young people's game. All this shit is a young people's game, except Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> what? How'd you, how'd you and Julian meet? We met at a show, at uh, doing comedy together. I got booked last minute, and then my friend Maria Heineck was like, "Oh, I'm gonna come with you to the show that you just got booked on right now, because <laughs> uh, my friend Julia is there." And I was like, "Oh, okay, interesting." And then we uh, hung out that night. I was like, "Damn, I like this girl a lot." She apparently didn't feel anything but right. but she booked me for her show the next day which she said was out of character she was like oh i've never done that before i don't know 
I don't know what that was. I'm like, yeah, because you wanted me. Yeah, That's you what want it was. That. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's so it's a weird thing with comedians because a lot of comics either have these like rules where they're like, I do not sleep with or date comics. And then some are like, I'll only date yeah. comics because they get it. And then the people who won't date comics is like, because I get it. And you yeah, they're, yeah they're absolutely. A mess. <laughs> yeah. I, I think both sides are are crazy (laughs) i'm like if if you don't it's so hard to not date a comic if you're a comic just because it's so it's so much of the same hours you only have a few options of people you can date as a comic i feel like bartenders musicians uh other comics and all of them can get great cocaine yes absolutely (laughs) it's like (laughs) people have to be able to get great cocaine (laughs) but this all happened this is the one thing that tied them all together in my mind it's like oh all those three groups of people they all get good coke (laughs) (laughs) exactly i mean they all work at night it's hard i can't even imagine somebody i want to say real being like like my schedule that would it's a horrifying thing. That's why none of those past ones worked out because I would always be like, "Oh, I'm gonna let's have dinner tonight or tomorrow or Thursday," and then it'll be like, "I got a good show. I'm gonna do that one." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, well, this is terrible." And it's yeah. like, "I know." <laughs> What's helpful for me is just that my current girlfriend is still unemployed. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, but perfect. once she gets a job, oh, we're gonna have to figure that. Out. <laughs> but yeah, it's weird to have like these overarching rules. A lot of people, whether it's like comedians, like I do or don't date comics, or it's like age or like race or type of employment yeah like, you know people are like i have to date like a professional i'm like why yeah anytime i know a role. lot of assholes who are finance bros me too yeah most assholes i know are finance bros. yes absolutely uh it's i i just never thought that was healthy like checking all those boxes me either. and the whole the, yeah the whole idea of a rule at all is like that's gonna rules are meant to be broken so you're just gonna set that rule of no comics and then all of a sudden you're gonna fuck a comic and then like that person yeah. It's like, yeah, well, you shouldn't have made a blanket statement about you're never going to do this when any literally anything is an option in the world. Do you have any like rules though, anything, anything or that maybe you used to have? Um, no, not really. Anyone you've like hooked up with that like really surprised you? You're like, I never thought I would be into this type of person, and yet there we are. Uh, sometimes, well, in my twenties, there was a lot of plus size women that I didn't know. I kind of had an inkling I was into plus size women, but. There, it's still a shock when you're like, there's a streak, and you're like, like I hope I'm not fetishizing this. It just happens that I met a few in a row that were all real that good. were all very cool and like really nice and attractive, and so I ended up hooking up with them. But that was a surprise a little bit. Do you, do you do you think that's a thing in your twenties? I feel like in my tw- I feel like when I was younger, like in my earlier twenties, I was definitely more aware of like who I was hooking up with based on how other people would react. Yes. to that, you know, it's like. I might have actually wanted to bang this person, but I was like worried what other people would think about me oh, doing man. that. Yeah. And now I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, she's a fat chick and she's a hot fat chick. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm yeah. Doing it. yeah. That is the, most of early 20s, I feel like, is being worried about your boys. And that's so stupid. But it's a sadly a part of life, I think, where you're like, oh, yeah. And then you go talk to a girl and you're and they all see and you're like, well, now I got to like. I got to close. I'm going <laughs> to, I got to yeah. spit some hot game. And then you just end up looking desperate and she leaves and they all make fun of you. And you're like, well, that was bad. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a weird culture for men. 
<laughs> I, I used to have guys get weirded out by me sleeping with older women when I was in college. Yeah. But like in college, you know, if you hook up with a 27 year old, that's old. Yeah. Because yeah, they, yeah. they're like, oh man, she can rent a car legally. That's crazy. <laughs> um, like, one, yeah, one time I brought back like a 27 year old. I'm 19. They all, she walks out and all three roommates pop out of the other bedroom of the, of the suite and like, Almost comical, just like one, two, and three vertical yeah. lined up. She'd be like, Billy, what was that? She's so old. What are you? What the fuck? Yeah, age is weird too. I've, everybody's. What's the, what's the age oldest thing. you've ever gone? Uh, or was the biggest gap? I should biggest say. gap? I think it was probably 10 years when I was in my 20s. Yeah. That's the thing about the road and waitresses at comedy clubs. They're, uh, <laughs> 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 you, for, you don't realize age until you. Uh, I don't know. Wake up the next day, and you're like, "Oh yeah, what are you gonna do?" Well, I gotta take care of my 15 year olds. Whoa! Well, All right, how old are you? I should have asked that before. <laughs> and do I have to meet this 15 year old? I will never be in this town again. <laughs> I'm terrified to ever hit on like a comedy club waitress. Not that like I'm at clubs all the time or anything, but but gee, every time I've been, or if I'm like traveling for whatever reason, yeah. That because for every podcast I've listened to about comedy was like, don't paying the waitress, it's a bad move. That is a so, rule. <laughs> so, so many times I've been like way attracted or wanted, and I'm just like, I should stay away. I don't want to get into I'm like, I want this stage time more than I want that pussy. Absolutely. And uh, there's the thing where if they make an outright statement, then it, if they say, do not have sex with any of our staff, if they have to tell you that, do they tell you that? Some clubs do tell you they that, have said? and then then you're like, all right, well, I won't. If That's you phenomenal. Make a, yeah, <laughs> you need it because otherwise, why would I not hit on them? They're mostly yeah. attractive. I uh, want to know the comedian who won't play certain clubs because it's like, oh, you know, they don't let me fuck the waitress. <laughs> hey, I love an improv bar. Oh, have you been to the funny liquors? They don't let you fuck waitresses. <laughs> this is bullshit. Never work this town again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so strange. <laughs> Do you find yourself like on better behavior with Julia when you're on the podcast versus off? Uh, no. What's fun? What's I will love about her among a lot of things is that she likes it. She likes to hear about my past, and I'm like, cool, because it's it would be very hard for me not to want to talk about it because some of it's so so fun. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, oh, this is a good story. We had one podcast episode with. Pete Holmes, and he was talking about that. He had a good line where you he had was, Pete and, and Sweet Lady Pete v? And, uh, Valerie, yeah, yeah, Sweet, Sweet Lady, Lady v. v, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were on, and he was like, "You have all your friends your whole life, and you you tell them all your fuck stories, and then you get in a relationship, and you're supposed to just stop telling those stories." He's like, "That's crazy." So I'm, I'd have nothing to talk about, right? Exactly. I'm like, I have so many good fuck stories. What am I just going to not share them with the person I'm with all the time? It's like, yeah. So I enjoy being able to share them with her, and she's so cool about it and she'll share hers with me and i'm like oh that's cool that's she's got like some tales where you're like oh yeah i love that you like looked out over uh the the, the lake after a hookup and you were like boy i still i got it i'm killing it right now because it was like two in a week or something i was like that's the coolest story i've ever heard she ever share something with you where you're like that's too much or i can't hear that or or that maybe even just in your head was difficult to hear not really Cause it for me, I like a it truly modern man. I know, right? Yeah. I, well, I was such a whore that it would be weird if I had an issue with it. <laughs> well, I mean, see, we think that would be weird to have an issue with it, but there's so many people who still are like, "Yeah, I was a whore, but she banged two guys, so what a slut." I know, right? I know, yeah. I see that uh, via Twitter a lot. <laughs> it's, it's like though they had a thing about vagina shapes with where they used avocados. 
I saw yeah, that was yeah. going around the other day, and I'm like, oh, man, they really got to teach sex ed. That is not how it goes. Yeah, still do not. <laughs> I mean, it's good to show and see like uh, all the different types of labia and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's just the lack of comprehension. Did you know it's legal to? It's you could legally teach the stork in most states in this country and it's it's legal (laughs) you can just do that i think it's only 17 states in the union as of the last guttmacher institute uh research i looked up a few months ago Uh, i think it's 17 states in the union where you have the sex ed has to be quote medically accurate that is insane insane and they wonder like i mean there's a clear correlation between sex crimes i think and poor sex education a yeah. lot of like STD rises, condom use. There's a Every clear time. Cor- if you just teach them. Same way with weed right now. Weed is legal, and apparently the numbers of kids under eighteen who smoke weed has gone down by like twenty percent mm-hmm. because they're like well, they're all on Adderall. Yeah, they're right. Like, that's true. They're all trying to get into college. <laughs> they're all trying to get into a college they can't afford. That's <laughs> working really hard. <laughs> but it's it, it's nuts. Um, and that yeah, that happens all the time. Like Texas. Big gonorrhea yeah. outbreak in the district that, oh, just stopped teaching about condoms yep. that year, right? Or what was the Indiana thing? Pence's old district where he was like, HIV, there was a small it, HIV yeah. epidemic. I mean, epidemic where they of cut HIV. the funding for sex ed. It's like a yeah. direct correlation right there, and it's clear and visible. Have you ever seen sex workers? You ever paid for anything? I've never paid for anything. Man, I, I just uh, had a fantastic happy ending massage in uh, Mentor, Ohio <laughs> last week, <laughs> and it was phenomenal. I just saw Mentor Ohio on something. That's funny. Oh, I think it was in uh, the show called St- uh, something on about style on Vice. They went to Mentor Ohio. There's like a gun fashion show there. A well uh, for women. There's like a women's fashion show, and it's all about where you put your holster because it's concealed carry out there. And there's like <laughs> put it in your bra, and there's a whole fashion show about it. They they followed it. It's crazy. What an industry. Uh fashion industry <laughs> oh i meant oh. what what it like uh, what an industry oh yeah yeah, yeah. Sorry, exactly I didn't yeah, yeah. The proper intonation <laughs> remember fucked up voice <laughs> but so so would you ever pay for sex or is there like a I reason why so. you're like against it i'm not against it for yourself i mean uh <laughs> i mean so i guess on my 21st birthday a buddy of mine paid for a stripper and we were at a legit strip club and i remember her pulling out my dick and then wait what yeah yeah yeah. on the floor or champagne room? no champagne room nice. he was like go back to the champagne room and he gave her the money and then she pulled up my dick and started just rubbing it over and over again and i remember her attempting to put it inside of her which i thought was like this has got to be highly legal but I'd i be like i didn't realize my friend was this rich yeah right yeah like <laughs> what's going on but i i didn't i didn't get it in <laughs> i was like like, this is not a what's going through not your, a normal day for me. Mind? Yeah, I mean, I'm what's high. going through your mind when the dick comes out and you're like, huh? That part was shocking. You get the uh, the uh, shock boner, but then when she was trying to put it in, I think my dick was like, "Come on, man, you know, <laughs> I don't think you want to do this. Like, oh, so you, did, you, you, haven't, got, you haven't prepared for this. You got soft before it I got, got in? soft before I got so in. So you were gonna let her put it in, but your body kind of yeah, like, my body. Let's think twice. Yep, yep. My body was like, don't whatever, you, just don't do this. Like you need. I feel like any sort of situation like that, you should have a mindset of going in where it's like, all right, this is what's going to happen. This is what I'm going to do. But when it's just, it's just shoved upon you or whatever, it's like, well, I don't know about this. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. And I smoked a bunch of weed tonight and yeah. I'm on whiskey. So it's like, 
no, no, no. This is my 21st birthday. What an intro. That could have been a, a like a turning point in your life. I know. I think about that all the time. Because you get that and you realize, oh my God, you know, fuck it, hookers are great. And yeah. Sex yeah. is awesome. And if you pay enough, you get the bear back, I guess. And <laughs> that's, yeah. And then maybe you start on a fucking string of, uh, of using sex workers. Constantly. I know, right? Everywhere you go on the road. Hey, comedy club, wait, just get the fuck out of here. I got a sex worker to pay. <laughs> yeah. And it was the thing of uh, my parents and my family reiterated to me a whole bunch about using condoms before my 21st birthday. They just, that was a main thing of like, all right, make sure you wear your rubbers. Every every phone call with my aunt, uh, who's hilarious, <laughs> she would be like, put on your Jimmy hats. Bring your Jimmy hats wherever you go. All the time. And go so, family. That's I know, very, right? By the way, very intimate family. <laughs> That's normally like a mom or dad. One of them will like throw that at you. Yeah. Have everybody. Everybody's like. That where you were like a really irresponsible kid, maybe. I don't know. I mean. That they're like, we need to remind this kid. They kind of knew me. They were like. <laughs> he burned his hand on the stove all the time. <laughs> I did. <laughs> they were like, yeah, don't, don't get a recipe for disaster with anybody. Uh, but yeah, so I was like, all right, I'm not going to not going to have a condomless sex with a person I don't know. Profession, whatever, any profession. <laughs> okay. Don't have condomless sex with anyone. So I, that, that was a big part of it. But uh, but yeah, I just never have, uh, never been in a situation where I knew where they were also. So it's one of those where it never, certain things never happen. You're like, well, I'll probably never do it at this point. Well, I, I know you have one of these phones. Um, they have the internet on it. <laughs> you can find all sorts of things. <laughs> Including, they got good porn. I just started paying for porn. I'm proud of myself. Good for you, man. Yeah, right? That's got to be a, a career congressman where you can afford porn. Exactly. I have porn budget. I feel like the government's like, I budgeted for porn, but the money's just never really made its way there. <laughs> I'm always operating on a deficit. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> One day when I have a surplus, I can fund the arts and pornography exactly. in my life. But They deserve the money. I mean, yeah, they're putting oh. in work. Porn, Pornhub's, uh, if the porno wants to sponsor me, of course I'll take it. But <laughs> it seems like, yeah, man, they're really taking away from people earning a good living. So I'm paying for it. X Confessions is the first site I'm paying for. Well, how'd you come to choose that one? Uh, I saw a thing on Vice, honestly. Even though people should on Vice, they introduced me to Erica Lust. Well, oh, uh, that's Erica Lust's company. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't tie the two together. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Erica Lust is great. I'm very, uh, I'm aware. Yeah, She's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. She was in that uh, first episode of Hot Girls Wanted. Yes, on. exactly. Yeah, the one right before, apparently, all the other ones were unethical. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't oh, see the like, other Oh, there's like all this ones. controversy because allegedly Netflix like outed certain porn stars or like they misled certain people they were interviewing. Like, oh, shit. Or they were using Snapchats they didn't ask permission for using fair use, which to be fair, there's a legal argument for fair use for what they 100%. did. I, I watched it. I was like, they didn't like overuse anything, but apparently like, they didn't block out people's like usernames. Yeah, and, you know, I my thought was just like, well, then fucking your your Snapchat's public. You it's just a but nice there, thing there was to like do. A, the industry kind of went nuts. Yeah, okay. I follow a lot of porn stars on Twitter. Nice. Like, they put which is so fun. Following porn stars on Twitter is like a lot of porn gifts and then political articles. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like to the industry <laughs> and sex workers' rights, and then it's followed by like deep-throating. <laughs> yeah. starts, which could be strategical because you want to get him like hard and jerking off, and like right before he comes, he says like, oh my God, I gotta call my congressman. <laughs> Vote no on Prop 60. <laughs> I've been uh, on shows with a few porn stars I think recently. Like stand-up comedy shows? Yeah, there, well, there's, there's a lot of them. Uh, that is a trend. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm like, okay. How, how, how do you feel about that? I mean, I don't like anyone doing stand up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's whatever. It's as long if they're making money, cool. That's sort of a disadvantage because they don't have to be good. They can draw automatically. Yeah, exactly. That's you the thing. You entered the game. You entered your open mic with 200,000 Twitter followers. Yep. And that and you get the gig before you can really even do the time. Exactly. I just I it, that's everybody. That's like reality stars yeah. too. But I like it because I like the ones who try. Because Stevo works on being funnier. Mick Foley, yeah, the wrestler, yeah. really works on being funny. Vinny Guadino from Jersey Shore did a show with him. He's really dedicated. He to was. The craft. Yeah, I liked it. I was like, oh shit! I, I like how you said this. really funny. Works hard on being funny, and then the last one, you're like, well, he works hard at the craft. <laughs> he he had some jokes. He was funny. I will say he was funny, but he, you can tell he's working on it. Which I really, I was like, okay, cool. You're not just like getting all these followers out here and then just shitting on the stage, right? Which you see a lot of with. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to shit on YouTube stars, but there's a lot of <laughs> YouTube stars out there who can't do ten minutes. <laughs> 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 oh man uh yeah no but the the hot girls well, erica lust erica, erica lust, lust yeah. yeah so what do, what do you like about her porn as opposed to all the other stuff you really had the option for uh for me i think a lot of what turns me on is a woman orgasming and she's really focused on that's the main focus of her uh her movies is like actual orgasms mm. and uh so it's cool to watch you're like all right i know how this was made it was made ethically and like they all wanted to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was uh this girl's coming for real. So it's nice, nice porn. It's good uh threesomes. I mean I'm like, okay, cool. I can watch these cool threesome shots. Yeah, I don't know. It Three- feel it feels right to pay too. So that helps too. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, dude, good deal. Threw down how much how much you paying for that? I think it's ten bucks a month. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, especially if like that's gonna be like your go your that's your porn site. Right, right. Yeah. And when you think about Spotify's ten bucks a month, it's like, yeah, this is the same. Be thing. Be real with me though. How often do you still kind of use like Pornhub, X Hamster, and shit? It's it's the balance of the two now. The balance <laughs> you're of like, two. yeah, yeah. You're like, all right, I'm paying for this, so yeah, I'm not gonna go cold turkey, right? On the yeah, free stuff. But I'm it's like go quitting smoking. I need a patch still. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I paid for like, um, I think it's called the AEBN, the Adult Entertainment Broadcast Network, AEBN.com. Okay. It's like you buy minutes. And this oh, is a nice. system I like. It's you buy minutes, and then those are the amount of minutes you have to watch any of the videos on the site. And it's a whole all oh, this stuff's stuff. cool. And it's like all the stuff you'll see on X Hamster and all the fully produced like Playboy and yeah. Vivid, all these like high quality porns. Um, and it just did what you basically are, you know, it takes out from the bank how much how long you actually spent on the video. Oh, that's so if cool. you only spend two minutes of the video and you don't make the credits of a sixty-minute porn, they don't charge you sixty minutes. You just, uh, I only want to, I only need to pay for two minutes of this. Yeah, that's um, that's awesome. So that's me watching porn two minutes. At yeah. A time. <laughs> um. So I like that system, but I still, so I buy my minutes every once in a while, but like I still totally use the free stuff. Yeah. So I'm trying to make myself like watch on that site more often. It's the thing about social media where you're like, I want to. For me, at least, I want to leave, but the fact that it's there, it's like, well, I got to check it out. I want to read the New York Times. Yeah. I know it's there, but oh, Twitter is so much more convenient. Exactly. It's right here. I could just click this article and it agrees with everything I believe. <laughs> yeah. I don't need wor- I don't need the whole thing. I just need a nice headline. Yep. Just yep. something I can regurgitate to Exactly. Friends. Make me sound smarter. That's what we're all doing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I hope it all implodes and I'm able to, I mean, social media, and then I, we can really read and stuff and communicate same with if Pornhub ever shuts down 
we are hiking and purchases again. Yeah. Our yeah. next hamster, all that stuff, red tube. Everyone's worried like, oh, we'd go out of business. So like, I mean, you'll see a dip, but yeah. people will pay for it if they have to. Yep, exactly. There once was a time where they had to pay for it. And when I was in high school, I mean, yeah, there was only world sex when I was in high school and it would take hours to download pictures. No movies. I remember those days with yep. just the picture. Just pictures. Still VHS tapes. You're getting the whole thing of vertical at the time. Yep. And depending on like how quickly you came, you sometimes never made it to the vagina. Yep. You just like, you got the tits and you're I was like, all right. This'll do. <laughs> This'll do. It's going to take 20 minutes just to have a uh, mid-tummy. Yep. That's how long I got. It was magazines and Worldstar and all of it was pictures. And then occasionally one of my boys had a, uh, he moved into an apartment where the last tenant had a bunch of tapes. And so occasionally he would be like, I've got tapes. Who wants tapes? <laughs> and you take those, but I mean, yeah, those VHS tapes. So a lot of pressure back in the day about where you were going to jerk off. I only remembered this, I think, like two days ago. I just like thought about it. I hadn't thought about it since I had done it. Yeah. But when I was like in sixth, seventh, maybe eighth grade, there was like a quick store type, like convenience store down the block for me. Um, and in the back corner behind like, it was like a little nook that was their like porn section, but it was like a separate little room with no door. Uh, and it had like the racks inside of it. And I could never go in because there's always a camera pointing yeah yeah so i would watch i would kind of stay in the back it was next to the sodas yeah so i would look at him at the counter to see if he was like either watching in the back because the screens the the camera screens were like also facing that so if he's facing the corner the screens are up here so it's all the same direction i would just see which way he's turning and as soon as he turned away, I would try. To, I just reach in and whatever magazine I could grab and stuff. In yeah, my, of course. Stuff in my pants. That's the porn I had. Exactly. Like I just have to hope I don't accidentally grab like a gay porn. Mag. Yeah, yeah. Because if I did, I still got to use it. I, <laughs> that's all I got. That's. Uh, I worked hard to get it. You take what you can get it at that age back in the day. But if he would never turn around, I'm staring at the soda section for just an uncomfortable amount of time. <laughs> like I really can't decide. So sorry, Sprite sir. or Pepsi. Yeah. I don't. No, I'd be taking bottles out and put them back yep, in yep. just to make it look like I'm actually trying to shop. And the fact that we have porn <laughs> on our phones now is outlandish. I'm like, it's too close. It's too, too easy. easy. But I don't like porn on the phone. I don't either. You know, like I, I, I can't don't, watch it. Yeah. I don't do it. It's Me too either. small a screen. I got to yeah. multitask. I have to hold the phone. Yeah, or, I hate that or idea. Like, God forbid I had to change anything, which I got to be careful which hand's the wet hand. Yep. Oh, and then, yeah, Get it's like here. answer a phone call read a text it's like no this is all terrible yeah i have been watching less porn on my laptop just because i just bought a brand new laptop nice and so i just don't want to even dirty up this keyboard yeah yeah, yeah. with my lotioned hand like, don't do- sully it yeah yeah it's a nice clean laptop i want to keep it that way i had a porn laptop my old one and i spilled water all over it so ah, i just haven't been watching porn was it much. water no i'm just kidding yeah now i've just been reading like text posts on reddit yeah yeah, yeah subreddits because like sometimes the reading it is is very good well, that's how I started with porn. Me Before too. Before then, yeah, it was re- like Literatica. Yeah, like, Literatica was one of my favorite places. A nice niche site I liked. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's called uh, MC Stories. I don't know. Never heard of it? Okay. Masturbation well, Confessions? No, no. There was another, <laughs> there's one other comic, John Fields, he knew of it. And I was okay. like, oh my God, my brother. You get yeah, it. yeah. But it's, uh, it was all mind control stories. Shit. So it was, like, it was mind control stories and there were little subsections of like the different categories within mind control. Okay. Like, 
everything from like teachers to they've contaminated the town water and everyone's fucking yeah yeah um all sort of like consensual non-consent bdsm yeah. family stuff like all the subsections family stuff has gotten so popular right now right You're right and, but then they throw they they throw step into it like yeah i, I don't know. know yeah, like, yeah. Come on. it's go be like remember the 70s they just let moms and sons fuck each other just <laughs> fine as characters and now they try to make us say oh stepmom and yeah like, like that's better everybody wants to fuck their stepmom it's like i don't know never seen a stepmom yeah, because now <laughs> what? Now you're gonna break up your dad's second yeah, marriage. Yeah, right. Like that's fucked up. That's probably he's the worst gone thing you through do. Pain of one <laughs> divorce, and now he thinks he's found the new love of his life, and now your his son's gonna break up the second one. They should do the backstory between all those. <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened? Uh, this, you know, his mom died, <laughs> and then he <laughs> fucked her replacement. <laughs> oh yeah, no man, that's it's wild stuff. So so you do the show with Julia? Do you the, do you and Julia watch porn? Uh, we yeah we have before yeah. Yeah. And it was Erica Lust that we watched, so that was a part of why. By we have a family plan. Well, <laughs> well, before, uh, we we pay for the two plus screens. Yeah, you know yeah. we got it. Uh, just like our Spotify, we got. You don't want to be like gigging in different places and calling, <laughs> and be like, "Hey, are you logged on to the thing? Can you get off?" Because I'm trying to. <laughs> Time for the fan whore appreciation moment. Hey, everyone! Uh, this is the part of the podcast where I like to thank members of our fan whore community on Patreon. What is Patreon? It's kind of like a monthly fan club subscription meets Kickstarter. You pick how much money you want to pledge each month and determining uh, and depending on how much money you pledge determines, you know, which rewards you get, which includes a shout out on the show. Uh, so, hey, shout out to Alfredo, a longtime fan whore. You know, I, I always love saying your name. because It's kind of like a pasta sauce that gives me money. Um, Catherine. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, what, I remember when she first signed up for Patreon, uh, she she first wanted to be called Fuckleberry Sin. And I was kind of like, look, I can't I'm not going to write that on an envelope when I send you your uh, your thank you letter in the mail. <laughs> um, and shout out to Anna Heed. You are such a sweetheart, darling. Um, thank you for your support. Uh, Brian F. You and your wife are totally adorbs. I may or may not have stalked you a little bit. I may have looked you up. You guys are so cute together. Uh, thank you, buddy. And Justin S., who is a big fan of my past sponsor, The Motor Bunny. Thank you uh, for supporting the podcast by buying a Motor Bunny with my promo code MANHORA at checkout. And thank you for supporting me directly on Patreon. You too can gain access to our secret Facebook group, The Champagne Room, and bonus episodes, and much more for as little as $1 at patreon.com slash podcast. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash podcast. But now let's get back to Will Miles. But you also <laughs> were saying that you guys go to sex parties, just start going to sex parties because it's yeah. like live porn? We've been, and uh, it's because... Sort of because of the podcast, we get invited to certain things now. And so we've been to one together. She's been one without me, but we've been to one together. And uh, I mean, before we were together, she went to one without me. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, since we've been together. Was we... it Hacienda? No, no, no. Right, I didn't know if that's how she knew Andrew and them, but all right. Uh, no, no, no. She knows them from a video shoot. And so we, uh, yeah, so yeah, we went to okay. one before and it was just, it was cool, but we didn't. We didn't explore like we had previously thought we were because we were like, this is like cool, but I don't know. 
It was inter- it was better to watch the first time. We thought about like maybe inviting another girl into the mix or something, but it it didn't. Cue everyone it's rolling a, their eyes like, of course, another girl. I know, I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but it just it didn't. You know, it's got to feel right, especially when it's with a person you love. It's got to feel right, and so it didn't feel right. So it ended up just being like more like a live porn. Did you guys fuck there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like you you see it all happen, and then you're like, okay, cool, that turned me on. <laughs> yeah, that turned both of us on. Let's go in this private area and do it. Yeah, but it was it was. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm very curious about the whole party experience because it seems it's very it's a new it's a subculture, and I like mm-hmm. all subcultures. I'm at least into exploring subcultures so i'm we we're gonna go to another one and then really try to figure it out well you guys went we, to chemistry you're gonna go to another chemistry or what are you gonna no we haven't been to chemistry yet we're, oh, mem- what was we're the members you, what but was the we one you uh, went to before it was just one in new orleans that we went to oh oh right right okay and, um but yeah it was fun but it was it was like a birthday present also for me <laughs> but it was uh now we've gone to the core of, right exactly of okay <laughs> now i get it well it's interesting because you guys are not you guys are monogamous. Right. But right. you went to a sex party. And a lot of people, that blows their mind. Like, what do you mean? I know, you, right? I've, I've met couples who do that, and that's fine and valid, but I think it confuses both sides of the aisle. I think the, the super mega poly slutty people are like, what do you mean? You know? Yeah. And then, and then the people who are not in that world in the slightest are like, oh my God, that's no why even go. And Blaspheme. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think know. if you're going to go, you might as well like taste... Uh, the samples, yeah. you know, it's, I know, but it's, it was cool. It was still fun. Were you nervous? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, cause I, I had never been to one in general too. So then it's also the first girl I've actually openly loved. And so, so it's like, oh shit. All right. I'm here with this girl I love. And this is the first time I've been here. I'm just nervous about the whole experience in general. Cause then you're like, well, what if, I don't know you, you gotta have the, all the thoughts of like, what if she likes this person more? What if? I'll enjoy this person a lot more or something. I don't know. But Did y'all- in the end, you know, like, okay, we'll know. It felt nice leaving there being like, yeah, this is, she's the one. Like, yeah, this is the woman that, I, that I'm with and I love and I'll always be with. But uh, but it was it's cool to know that through experiences, which I like. That's, being in this relationship. That's beautiful. <laughs> right? Where did you, how'd you, how'd you know she was the one, Papa? <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, well, you know, the the way I felt fucking her in front of a hundred <laughs> other people in, Bro- in in New Orleans really confirmed it. it. I just mean, made I, it the right thing. I yeah. met my girlfriend at a sex party. Oh, really? Nice. We met yeah, at yeah. Hacienda. Yeah. And just is like, that's, yeah. You just fall in love. She, she, te- she still tells me, she told me yesterday. She's like, I just, I knew. That's I just, it. I yeah. saw you. I walked up to you. I was like, I knew. You just know when you know, you know. Yeah. it's And it's cool. Because, I mean, yeah, there, there's both sides of the coin. And we're like, yeah, we're not poly, but we're not totally against, we're not against poly. So sure. It's just, I don't know if it would work for us. And we do, it's a, on the same one with Pete. We also were just talking about how, like, it's fun to, it's nice to be able to say open, but we we just don't. But it's like, even if we were open, I feel like both of us would just be like, yeah, sure, but I'm not going to do anything with anyone else. But it's cool to have the option because that's kind of a, I don't know it's just an interesting interesting world we live in now I like it yeah where everything is sort of there's as many labels as are as there are right now it's kind of a there's a movement to shun labels which I enjoy I don't know but I also like knowing what something is I like to be yeah, able to call that. A th- something a something. <laughs> 
like yeah. a like poly or mono. Well, not, well, mono sounds weird. Someone said monosexual. <laughs> oh, uh, Dr. Timory Leon is a sexologist. She was yeah. like, she said monosexual. I was like, oh god, is that a thing I'm supposed to identify? As yeah, right. Or, or is like, <laughs> what is that? Is that like? It's it's when you're only into one gender. Oh, so really? Like if you're heterosexual or homosexual. I guess. Oh, I didn't know that. And you're a monosexual. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Whoa. I, I, I stopped doing research on all the terms yeah, a while me too. ago. It's too much. It, as well, soon as I read Zucchini, I was like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm, I'm not yeah. calling anyone a Zucchini. A Zucchini, What's a Zucchini is apparently a queer platonic friend. So uh, I don't what? So like my, my transgender friend who I don't fuck that I love, it's I guess. A zucchini? It's a Zucchini. No. What's nah. a unicorn? I've been hearing that a lot too. You don't know what a unicorn is? Is that like a one per, a person who? That's like the woman who like gets the recruited third for in the three, threesome. Okay, yeah, that that's, is what that's I thought a it was. One okay, for as old as time. Yeah, is it unicorn? Really? Because it's like hard to find. It's so yeah. sometimes hard to find a, that woman for that unless you live in Bushwick. Then they're right. all over the place, literally every corner. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's wild. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's a weird thing of being old, older, and not because the terms I feel like all originated on the internet, or if they didn't, they originated all from in like Tumblr. A, a class yeah, yeah or tumblr yeah because yeah. i feel bad that i didn't know what cisgender was until last year mm-hmm. but i is i don't know i grew up in chicago i didn't we've never didn't, heard never had to use the term before so i just didn't know it and i don't think it's bad to not know it because i think the way i i learned cisgender when i was a senior in college but again i yeah. thought it was just like a tumblr term for kids who like i want a label too yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. different so and, I, and then i realized like oh it had a usage when i started going to hacienda which is like I don't know what the the NOLA party was like, but like yeah. I, the one here is like very queer friendly. Like, yeah, yeah, it seemed like it. Yeah. Like w- the the night I met Paige, mm. by the end of the night, like I was lying down, she was blowing me, and directly next to me on the same surface thing, you know, same piece of furniture. Yeah, there was a guy lying down getting blown by another man. It's okay, like, yeah, it's a very cool, very queer party. Yeah, yeah, and. I realized that at that party where they have people of different genders and orientations, cisgender, for me, I feel like it, it's a proper term to use there because it's a shorthand. Everyone's on the same page. We all yes. know what that, everyone who goes there knows what that term is. Yes, absolutely. So it's, it's like, hey, I'm a dude. I have a dick. I want my dick. I'm very happy with my dick. Yeah, yeah, okay. Whereas in like, I don't need to. But there it's a functional term. Yeah, but like when in, you're in Chicago, yeah. I guess like wherever in Chicago, if you didn't need the term, then you don't need the term. Exactly. Like yeah. I think that's where it comes into play where you're like, yeah, if I were at that party, the term is a functionality thing yeah. of like, if I'm walking around, this is what I'm in. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I am. Then yeah. it makes total sense. But yeah, just walking down the street, I'm like, I don't know that term. Yeah. Never heard it. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. I, I, think I, it I totally its, respect it. it I just never con- heard it. Yeah. There's like a context for certain labels and you don't need to throw them around all the time. Right. It's like, really part of your identity but i don't think there's any like cisgender pride parade nor there <laughs> nor does there need to be right I, agreed yeah. there <laughs> we definitely don't need another flag although whoever comes up with flags has got to be making bank these days because it seems yeah. like everyone's got a flag the asexuals have a flag separate from the demisexuals uh, <laughs> bisexuals have a flag which what's like, demisexual uh, i know i'm so, i'm so old <laughs> no no like i just don't think they're a thing oh I, really okay I, I refuse to acknowledge them as a real sexual okay. orientation um their thing is that they are only sexually attracted to someone once they've established an emotional connection isn't that just most people that's just being a person <laughs> yeah you're just a person that's just how you operate uh, it's so it, weird to have be in a place in a, where we are constantly trying to shun labels and we're it seems like we're adding more i don't know yeah 
that is a clear that doesn't need to be a thing i agree yeah demisexual i don't know i just never i never heard that before it just seems like i don't know well i got this woman to agree i guess there's other ways to do it but yeah i'm like well that it just means that like you're not slutty essentially what it is it just means like hey i don't like casual sex which is like great um yeah but you don't need like another term. You don't need a march for it. No, no, no. Uh, no. But uh, it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess I respect. But it seems that like you're. Too, but it seems I like you. You. You're like I do, but I don't. <laughs> I do, but it, in my in my heart, I really don't get that one. You seem like you really want to just be like, look, I'm all accepting. I mean, I don't know the term. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You seem eager to know the thing. If I like. I mean, yeah, we're very in comedy. I really about, don't. Like, I don't want to be an asshole. But there's a lot of. It's that. It's that thing of like. I, there's not a lot of understanding of age because when people got mad at Seinfeld for saying the PC stuff, they're forgetting he's 63. Yeah. And it's like, why? He's never, literally never had to care about half these terms until the last three years. So he's gone 58 to 59 years, never hearing any terms, never concerning himself with them. So I'm like, it's the same as when you meet an older person in your real life and they might call you weird because of your hair. It's like, yeah, because you've spent... 60 years not seeing hair like this yeah you 60 like, years with only the bowl cut as yeah an option. right i mean not to not to <laughs> say they're similar but they're that whole sentiment is pretty similar of like yeah it's new let him learn it his not his unwillingness to learn is something to criticize perhaps but i mean let him live <laughs> he's seinfeld right. he's just don't watch him then if you don't like him that's my thing I, yeah, I've always been a big fan of, like, you can turn it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an off switch. And he doesn't, it's not like he has a huge audience anymore. His, his old show, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, people get mad at people for the wrong reasons. Do you evolve your comedy to adjust to the, the growing terms, identities, things that are out there? Identities, but not the terms, just because I don't know all the terms. But, yeah, I mean, you want to, my goal is if I have a comedy show, I'm not catering to anybody, but I don't want you to feel left out. So, if if you come into my show, I it's my goal to make you not feel left out. Even I'm never going to pander to you, but it's my goal to make sure I at least have shown that I've tried to learn something. How do you do that? Internet. <laughs> no, no, I mean like so. What in like in your act or in the show? Um, I assume show you meant like stand up act or show like stand up act. Show? Yeah, yeah. So like in your act, like what do you do to be more inclusive or like to not leave people out? I talk to those people. Luckily, I work on the I work on the Chris Gethard show. I'm a writer on there, mm-hmm. and a lot of his fans are they're very there's they broad spectrum of fans. So I can learn just by talking to people in the crowd at that show. Like if there's I've never because I mean also growing up in Chicago, I did grow up in a na- in a in a neighborhood called Boys Town, which is mostly oh, yeah. gay. Uh, and so I the but it was like seedy when I was growing up. So I had a different way of looking at things so now as an adult i've met transgender people i know to call them transgender i know some people prefer not to be called transgender i know the term they i know them i know terms like that but it's because i've talked to either people on the internet or people at the shows uh, usually in the crowd at gethard show and so it's just a matter of connecting with them and being like okay so cool so i shouldn't i shouldn't say this or I'll look like an asshole if I say this. Okay, cool. Well, then I just won't say it. That's fine. I just didn't know. So now I'm asking you. And I learned from that. And now I know how to move forward with it. What Which do I feel th- like is something we could all strive to do. It's just like learn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Like I said, I, I continue to see the modern man. Yeah, right. Uh, I know, right? Will Miles, the modern man. <laughs> 
what, what do you think of the strategy of like like the Lisa Lampanelli style of inclusion where it's like I am not gonna leave you out by like I'm gonna shit on you too. Yeah, I like that. Do you like that one? Yeah. But my not not for your app, but just not in general, for my app, but a, in general, I like watching that because I my some of my favorite comics are sometimes considered assholes, and I'm like I enjoy this. Who are your faves? Uh, I mean, who's who's my f- Dave Chappelle says a lot of controversial shit, and I think it's hilarious, and I think I can see that it's him trying to understand it. I know he got a lot of flack for the transgender joke, but at the heart of it, he was just trying to understand a culture that was foreign yeah. to him. So I, I mean, I I liked it. It was funny. Uh, some of the stuff was funny. I could see how people would be offended. As I was watching, I was like, "See, because I've talked to people, I know I, I wouldn't say it this way." But mm. he's also the best comedy stand-up comic around. So I'm not really watching him giving him notes. I'm more like, he's hilarious. Yeah, Every, some, everything he said is funny. So I think there's something admirable about people like him. Or Bill Burr does this too yeah. specifically. He did it in the um. In the last, in the black and white special, not yes. the newest one, but in the exposing your ignorance, like n- saying, like, look, my heart's in the right place. I might be wrong. Like he says, um, he said something. Uh, I think, oh, it was about transgender athletes. Okay, he goes, um, he's like trying to understand, be accepting, but the day's like, then there's that MMA shit. You can't have that. It's like that's <laughs> a dickless dude being the shit out of woman and he immediately as the crowd's up he goes i might be wrong i don't know i might just yeah he says yeah. i might just be an old guy i don't know that's great yeah and exactly I, I think there's something way more courageous about doing that than like saying the right thing on fucking facebook to say like i'm gonna go in front of like millions of people on netflix and i'm gonna say something wrong and say i might be wrong yeah i think that's saying great. i might be wrong about something is terrifying that's why i just maintain the fact that i am right almost all the time i'm so afraid of being wrong i think i'm so i'm so wrong usually about things (laughs) but i think there's a difference between pander a lot of people will pander i don't trust those people either though you know what i mean like there's people who will get every word right and get every everything they say is a clear belief of like a bunch of people on the internet whose opinions they read where it's like, or you could just say what you really mean and then run it by someone and figure out how to say it without being so offensive, you know, like talk, just, it's all a matter of just talking to people. That's kind of what my whole act is. Just who, who have I talked to? (laughs) I talked to this person. Here's a joke about it. I talked to this type of person. Here's a joke about it where it's like, yeah, I just, I've run into, we're all the same at, at our core but we just some of us have different ways of identifying ourselves. I've met drug dealers. I, I've went. I've been to a ton of. Look, but I don't self-identify. I don't. As a so, drug yeah, exactly. You know, just because they sold crack <laughs> doesn't mean they identify. Crack. <laughs> exactly. They would identify as loyal NBA 2K players because <laughs> they play that a lot. The ones I've met. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've been to bar mitzvahs and I've been inside crack houses and. I've been able to joke at both the same. So I feel like that has framed my mindset as an adult where it's like, yeah, everybody, you might have some different shit going on, but I can get where you're coming from if we talk for like 10 minutes. Like even even if it's completely foreign to me, I bet I can get along with you within 10 minutes. Like I just met a a comedian who I, uh, yeah, wait, when did I meet her? I met... A few I've recently I've met a few transgender comedians who I've become really cool with. Mm. And it's just a matter of I you know, I've never hung out with one before. 
So now I know a few of them and they're very cool. And I feel meeting people makes you feel good. <laughs> That's why we all do comedy in the first place. You meet a bunch of people every night and you're like, oh, here's a bunch of perspectives. Sometimes a heckler is actually helping the show. I mean, I hate to say that, but sometimes if 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 you're mad at me for this phrase and you're in the audience, I mean, nobody's ever really mad at me. But if you're yelling something out in the middle of my show, I'm going to take you at your word. I'm going to shut you down, but I'm going to take you at your word and be like, all right, maybe that's something to think about. Cool. Now I have something to think about. Mm. It's fun to learn. But I mean, just that alone, doing shows with more people of different types, different backgrounds is fun. Because then you're, you're, you see how your jokes work after somebody else goes on stage, no matter where, they're, where they come from in life. And that's kind of a fun thing. It helps your act grow, for sure. So I, I enjoy it. I enjoy, yeah, meeting new people is fun. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, people, uh, you've been fantastic. Uh, people should check out your show. Hopefully we don't break up. Yeah. Um, that's on iTunes and, and iTunes, all the places, I'm all assuming. All that stuff, yeah. Uh, it, it, what happens... If you guys have you guys have y'all two made a contingency plan? If Not really. Y'all were to break up. <laughs> what do you think? Because some people ask me, Billy, what happens if you like get so the pre, you know premise be, of my show was that like I can't get a girlfriend. People sleep with me, but they oh, don't date yeah, me. Yeah, okay. And they were like, well, what if you get a girlfriend? I'd be like, well, I don't know. Like the show still go. I still have plenty of past. Or like, what if you run out of women? I was like, I got a I got a plan for that. Um, what but what happens with y'all if if I know right? I don't know. I guess our show's up. fucked. No, <laughs> I don't know. Would you? Would you? Would if you two broke up? Would you still do the show? With would you do the hopefully we don't break up show as a broken up couple? I imagine there would be a small break in time between that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. We haven't really planned for that. I I guess the most we've planned is we're trying to get it into a like a TV show format or something. Because then that's like more a double date, like where you know, yeah, like a double day TV show thing or in some way, some way to get it out of the podcast form and into like the television form. And then that's, I don't know, then you have a, more of a, a connection to it. Because you're like, all right, we've made this from podcast to this. Now, really hopefully yeah. we don't break up. But yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, every Sunday night at Comedy at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn. Do you uh, host that now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Me and uh, Clark Jones and Kenny DeForest. Did, did you three take over for Hannibal? Yeah. Or was there something in between that? Okay. No, no. Yeah, he, uh, he passed it down to us. And uh, it's, yeah, still running strong. That's every Sunday night, 9 p.m. at Mr. Will Miles on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yeah, and then all around. WillMilesComedy.com. I'm writing for the next few months, but then I'm going on a tour. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, well, people, you know, go check them out. Uh, this was, thanks for coming out. Thank man. you, man. This Much was really fun. Yeah, I'll yeah. just say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. That was a fun episode, right? What a guy. Funny dude. Nice nice guy willing to use your silly Tumblr words. Am I right? Go support this dude. Check out his comedy album, Good Year, on iTunes or wherever you like to get your comedy albums at. Uh, we always enjoy shout-outs. Say hello <clears throat> on the socials. Let us know what you thought about this week's show. He is at Will Miles on The Places. I am at the Billy Persita. Uh, There's, of course, the Facebook fan page for the Man Whore Podcast. Please go click like, tag the show if you're doing a post uh, to your friends and family to let them know that you listen to such an amazingly slutty show. 
Uh, I love getting your emails. If you enjoyed the podcast and you have more than 140 characters to, to say about it, send me your comments, your questions, your booby pictures to manwhorepod at gmail.com. You may even hear your email on the show. Join the conversation with your fellow fan whores on the Man Whore Podcast subreddit. We're treating the subreddit kind of like a, uh, a forum slash bulletin board where you can see links to various articles that I'm quoted in as well as read the latest Man Whore Podcast news. For all you Redditors, that's r slash Man Whore Podcast. Uh, and last but certainly not least, you know, Man Whore Con people, go get your tickets today. Prices are going to go up on August 1st, so you want to get that now. Manwhorepod.com slash tickets. Tickets are refundable up until September 1st. So I would suggest getting your ticket now. Worry about your travel plans later. And God forbid it doesn't work out. You know, you can still get your money back. Uh, Why am I telling you how to get your money back? I'm such a bad business person. Okay, everyone. I love you all so much. I'm looking forward to next week's episode where we're talking a lot about porn and shame with Dr. David Lay, author of uh, Ethical Porn for Dicks. But until next week, stay slutty. (laughs) 